Good morning, good morning. A uh, short uh, idea to take us into Shabbat and maybe to uh, encourage a conversation at the table tonight. We read in the Perashah this week where Moshe comes to the burning bush. And uh, the voice comes from the snare and it says, Vayomed Moshe Moshe. It says, Moshe Moshe Vayomed Ineni. And the, uh, the verse continues, and Hashem basically is introducing Himself to Moshe. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of, of Jacob. And, and it continues, Hashem says that I've seen what's happening in Egypt, I heard the cry. And the Pasuk continues, the Pasuk uh, 8, Pasuk Chet, it says, Va'ered, va'ered lahatzilo. I have come down to save them, Miyad Mitzrayim, from the hand of Egypt, and to bring them up from the land. It's interesting because if you compare this with what we read a couple of weeks ago in Vayigash, there it says, when Yaakov Avinu is leaving Eretz Kenan and he's going down to Egypt, he comes and he, he, uh, he makes a sacrifice by Be'er Sheva. On the way down, he's going south, on the way down to Egypt. And Hashem says to him again, Vayomer Yaakov Yaakov, just like Moshe Moshe, and Vayomer Hineni, the same. And Hashem introduces himself again. Anochi ha'el Elohe avicha. I am the God, the God of your fathers. And again, the following pasuk, pasuk four. Anochi ered imecha mitzrayma. I myself will go down with you to Egypt. Va'anochi a'alcha gam alo. And I will surely bring you back. I am going to bring you. So Hashem is saying in both places, Hashem is going to Egypt. We have many examples of this, but I'd like to just bring up one more. To show that the Shekhinah, the Shekhinah is in Egypt at the time of the Egyptian slavery. When the daughter of Paro, Batya, when she opens up, when she hears the baby crying and she opens up the, the basket, it says the Pasuk there, Vatiftach, she opened it, Vatirehu, and she saw him. Et Hayeled, the boy. So it seems to be a duplication of the wording. It should just say, Why she saw She saw him and the boy. So Rashi asks the question. He says, no, it's a child. She saw the child. But he brings the Midrash from Sota. And there it says that she saw him with the child. Who did she see? She saw the Shekhinah with him. So we have this idea that the Shekhinah is in Galut, in Egypt. I heard a story on uh, maybe Torah, anytime, one of, one of these, about a, a, a Hasidic Rebbe, his name was Reb David of Skarovich. And this Rebbe, apparently one night, one of his Hasidim came knocking on the door. Rebbe, Rebbe, I need you, I need you. Comes, what happened, what happened? He goes, my daughter, my daughter, she ran off. What happened to your daughter? She ran off, she's going to marry someone. Oh boy, what are we going to do? He says, no, Rabbi, you don't even understand. She's going to marry a goy. He says, oh, what are we going to do, Rabbi? What are we going to do? So he says, where's your daughter now? 
He says, they took her to the convent. They're going to convert her in the convent. So the Rebbe called for his gabai. The gabai came. He told the gabai, get the wagon. Take two chairs from the house. Take some food. Let's go. So they rush. They go out to where the convent is. It's the middle of the night. The convent grounds are quiet. They park the wagon by the road. They come into the grounds of the convent. And the Rebbe has him set up the two chairs. And the Rebbe sits down on one of the chairs. He opens a sefer and he's going to wait. Comes uh, dawn. The Rebbe takes out his tefillin. He puts on his tefillin. He begins to pray. And as the sun is coming up, the priests are coming in. The nuns are going out. And they see this Hasidic Rebbe in the middle of the 1800s in Poland, in the middle of the grounds of the convent praying. We could say it's a miracle that nobody killed him. And he's sitting there. They leave him alone. And after he finishes, he sees there's a gardener working outside. The Rebbe walks over to the gardener. He says, excuse me, do you know about a young Jewish girl who came in here? The gardener tells the Rebbe, Rebbe, he tells him, Mister, everyone knows. It's the talk of the convent. She's going to convert. He says, do you me a favor? Can you get her a note from me? And he slips him a you know, 10 ruble note, whatever it is. And uh, the gardener says, of course. And he brings in the note that the Rebbe says, this is Rabbi David, I'm outside, I'm waiting for you. And he brings in the note. And so the Rebbe sits the rest of the day, nothing happens. And the Gabbai says, okay Rebbe, it's night, we gotta go home. There's no, we're staying. They sit the whole night and they remain. The next morning, gets up, prays again, nuns going in, priests coming out, back and forth. And he's sitting there the whole day. The guy goes back to town, gets food for him, brings him back food, and they sit the whole day again. Second night, stay again the whole night, third day. And the Gabbai saying, Rebbe, nothing's happening. Let's just go home. He goes, no, we're staying here. The third night, the middle of the night, they hear a crash. Second floor, they see a girl. She has a rope. She's climbing. She jumps. She runs to the Rebbe. And they start to run from the grounds of the convent. For sure, the people in the convent weren't so happy that they're going to lose their uh, new, uh, Jewish con- new Jewish con- Jewish convert. And they run, they run down the road. The Gabbai is out there. They run, run, they get the Gabbai, they get the wagon, they're running, they go into the forest to hide. When they finally catch their breath and they're waiting for some time to be able to to sneak out, the Gabbai turns to the girl and she says, he says to the girl, tell me something. You've been in there three days. Why now in the middle of the night, on the third night, did you suddenly decide to come out? And she says something, when I got Rabbi David's note, Rabbi David's notes, I said to myself, he's never leaving. Even if it's a year I'm here, he's never leaving. Even two years. And every day I looked out the window and I saw him sitting there. And I said, he's never leaving. And I felt so, so bad that I'm forcing the Rebbe to be there. That I did it for him. I had to get him out of here, so I ran.
I think this story comes with a two-edged sword. On the one hand, we see, just like the Rebbe went into the into the, 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 the churchyard to wait for her, and he would sit there and stay, Hashem comes into Galut with us. Hashem tells Yaakov, I'm going down with you. He tells Moshe, I'm down there already and I'm going to take them out. We see the Shekhinah in the basket with Moshe Rabbeinu. The Shekhinah is in Egypt. So whatever we need, we have to know the Shekhinah is with us. The Shekhinah is ready to hold our hand and move. But at the same time, we have to think that the Shekhinah, because we are in the church convent, in the yard of the church, we are in the Galut, we are in the exile, we have forced the Shekhinah into exile with us. We have to think that every single day we pray, we're asking Hashem to raise up the, your servant David, the kingship of David. He says, because kilishuatecha kivinu vesipinu kol hayom. Think about the words we're saying. We're saying to Hashem, kilishuatecha, for your salvation, we hope for, we look forward to, kol hayom. What does that mean? We're praying for the salvation of Hashem. But the fact is, that when we go into exile, the Shekhinah comes with us. And the Shekhinah remains in exile. And that's not the place of the Shekhinah. The place of the Shekhinah should be where? Should be Har Habayit. Should be the Beth HaMikdash. Should be there. That's where the Shekhinah should be. But we are forcing the Shekhinah away from the home of the Shekhinah by being in exile. The Shekhinah is like our mother, won't leave us. And the only way the Shekhinah goes back is when the Shekhinah is holding our hands. We often talk about the action below that's required before there's an action above. We all have to try our best to at least get a foot into Eretz Israel, to visit there, to take a place there, to think about being there, to get our children there. You know, we talk about when Yaakov Avinu, we talk about Yaakov Lomet, we talk about the person who passes away, he doesn't die because he can still walk. How does a dead person walk? The angels don't walk, they stand still on one leg. Only people could walk. And the rabbis teach us that the legs of the parent are the children. The legs of the parent are the children. The children represent the legs of the parent. And me, I'm Zohar, that already I have one child, grandchildren born in Eretz Yisrael, Bezrat Hashem soon, another child in Eretz Yisrael. Next week, Bezrat Hashem, all my children will be in Eretz Yisrael. So at least my legs have one foot already, Bezrat Hashem, two feet already. And Bezrat Hashem will all get the courage to eventually pick up and to leave this exile, to run out of the church, to jump out the window, to grab the hand of the Shekhinah and to take the Shekhinah back with us to the home of the Shekhinah and not to keep the Shekhinah from where it's supposed to be. Shabbat Shalom everybody. 
Have a wonderful day. Rabbi Chanan Yabekashamir Tzakot Shbarakud is a Chol Israel, the Fiha Ribala, Hemtura, and Swatch Nehemad.